episode 318 everyone uh welcome to this week and uh the the three messages we want to tell you about to hook you in to watch the show uh we have um a a hot little item around the change of the behavior of the website tab in microsoft teams did create some discussion in in the community we also have a collaborative notes is going to be uh, easier to add to meetings. Uh, let's talk more about that. And uh, finally, got to get some co-pilot in there and uh, a new behavior that will keep those co-pilot people happy as they use it within Microsoft Teams channels. This is 318. Let's do it. Welcome, welcome back. Hello, hello. Yes, I controversy, controversy, or something. Um, controversy this week on on uh, a couple of messages we uh, are going to cover. So excited about that. How are you, Daryl? You doing well in that southern hemisphere? It's freezing here. I don't know about there, yes. but freeze. No, look, I. I know, like, weather's a topic that's good to start off with, but like, I've got to brag when we have summer. Because you guys do this halfway through the year, and it has been a scorcher. It's been really good here. Yeah. Um, and wow. so it sounds like uh, literally the polar blast opposite. Uh, it definitely is. Yeah. We we got this past week, everything shut down. In this part of the country, uh, when it mm. snows, I think we got at least eight inches of snow, uh, maybe a little bit more. But then it um, had a little bit more moisture warmed up and then it froze again. So there's a nice layer of ice underneath the snow. It's great uh, for driving. So anyway, so just been stuck in the house. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to have a warm, warm uh, home. So I'm not complaining, but it, it's pretty cold mm. here. So you know what would warm my heart is if everyone who's oh, watching this, everyone that's watching this, yes. smash that thumbs up button, that like button in YouTube, and give us a subscribe if you haven't already. If you have subscribed, have you shared the link to this episode to on your socials? If you haven't, then are you really participating? Because if if you haven't, then I'm not sure you have. So if you're listening to the audio podcast or watching Daniel, Daniel, the video, interject there. share the link. Yes, Daryl, you can interject. Please do. I, I have to say it. You know, it's the usual thing. We've got to demonstrate value. We don't want people just retweeting stuff without going through and seeing yes, what's we in do. there. We could be, yes, we could yes, be misinforming them about That's what people do. That's what people do, Daryl. That's what people do. They just retweet and they like and they or they reshare and post and all that, and they don't even know what they're doing. So might as well be a link about our show, about this episode. So <laughs> get that link whether it's the audio podcast or the video and share it right now. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, this week we, uh, have some exciting, uh, messages. Uh, it seems like the last, I don't know, at least last week, maybe the week before it was a uh, sponsored by teams. And I think, uh, this episode is going to be sponsored by teams as well. We should start charging them, uh, as a sponsor, I think. We need to get somebody in the product sure. team to sponsor yes. the show because we do keep you know anyone? stuff. Yeah. I do, but I'm not entirely sure they're going to give us any money. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, 
Maybe maybe we could get them to do like a um, participate in a in a new opening video sequence. Yeah, yeah. somehow. Maybe so. Maybe that would be good. So, anyway, welcome everyone. We're glad you're here, and uh, I think it's you know time for us to uh, jump in and and start talking about these messages. Well, the first one's yours, sir. Okay, well then I'll I'll take it. Changes to the website tab in the new Teams client. This is a biggie. Oh my goodness, MC seven zero eight five hundred. This is a biggie, uh, and and I'm not too happy about it. I'll just go ahead and lay my cards on the table. I'm not excited about this at all. What this is, uh, if you're using Teams, you know when you go to add a tab and a channel, you there's many things you can select from, and one of those is website, which means you can add a website, any URL you throw in there, then when people click on that tab, that website loads, or... Sometimes Teams goes, I can't load this. Click this button and it'll open up in your browser. Mm. Okay. Well, that's fine and dandy, you know, but Teams has tabs for, you know, functionality to add other, all of the M365 kind of things. You know, you can a planner tab and, and a SharePoint site tab. And, you know, you got those functionality. So what this, this message is telling us is that from now on, and this is starting early April. And I'm going to tell you why I think they're it's early April and not February. Okay. They're saying in early April, they're going to, if you add a website tab, when someone clicks on it, it's going to open up a browser tab instead. It's not going to bring that uh, or leave, or leave that user in that team's experience, you know, to it's going to open up a browser tab. I think, I don't know any inside information, but I think the reason why this is early April, one reason may be that they want some feedback here, given some time to let this bake, because this is a big deal. Um, why I say it's a big deal is the this website tab is used as basically a workaround for some of the limitations that we have in Teams. Uh, one that I... Uh, have used often is I want to have the intranet uh, site, you know, and so I, I use the website tab or I share uh, a, a workbook out to a different tenant and give them a read link and, and they can put that in a website tab and it'll, so when they're in their teams, they can view a, oh, the workbook in a shared, um, shared link. So uh, there's others. Um, Daryl, you know, I know there's other uh, functionality that use this mm. things like planner or others, you know, there's differences in uh, private channels and, and such that way, you know, you can't use certain tabs in, in private. And, and I think that's a workaround that a lot of people use this for. And, uh, do, and, and I think this is going to be very disruptive. What do you think? Uh, do you use this uh, in your day to day? You know, what kind of, uh, ways do you use the website tab? To be honest, I have avoided using it for as long as possible because mm. um, early on and even now, uh, it, it doesn't do a great job sometimes of passing through your logged in state. If yeah. you're trying to get into a Microsoft 365 service. And so I, I just preferred to, to, to not use it, but, and the one example that I started using again recently, I'd created a video to try and explore some 
ways of bringing in loop workspaces into a team and or at least bringing content in that was to do with loop and uh people say oh but we just we just add the workspace as a as a tab using the website tab and I'm like oh it's working reliably again now sort of but that's not going to be working you, you mentioned also the planner one uh and i know it's one of our friends uh i think that he uses it to bring planner into a private channel yeah um, so that yeah it's it's yeah it's shareable Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think there has been improvements, it seems like, whether it's the new teams or what it, I've had way better uh, performance and um, passer of credentials like you were talking about um, with the website tab. But um, so Microsoft is saying, eh, we're going to get, we're going to change this behavior. So uh, my suggestion, if you don't like this, is use the built-in, at least use the built-in uh, the, do you like this change? It's at the very bottom of the message, hit the thumbs down and say why you don't like the change. Uh, that feedback does get looked at and could be passed on to the product group. If you have other ways of communicating with, with Microsoft, uh, I, I would suggest you use it. If, if this is something that you don't like, I understand there's the reason why they're doing this in that they're, um, thinking about privacy and security. And, and I get that. However, I just feel like taking that user outside of that team's experience, opening up a new tab, it, it just uh, is is really going to negatively affect uh, the way people do business and the way they do work. So um, that is rolling out, like I said, early April. So get your clicker on and <laughs> click uh, that thumbs down if you don't like it and, and contact Microsoft and let them know. If you do like it, then maybe hit the thumbs up. But um, um, I will be hitting the thumbs down just to just in case you didn't, didn't realize that. So, um, Daryl, uh, can we transition please, sir, and maybe go over to the Viva side of the house and talk about, uh, some, some, a new feature that's uh, coming to Viva engage. <laughs> sure thing. Um, this, uh, yeah, feature is something that community managers have found useful. Um, and perhaps just regular people too, where you may have posted a message into a community and you want to move it. So the Microsoft Viva Engage new feature to limit moving of conversations across communities, MC708076. This, uh, as a community owner, lets you mark your community uh, to prevent uh, non-admins, regular people, regular users from moving messages into your community. Uh, admins will still be able to do this uh, if they need to. As I said, it's one of those features that kind of comes up when someone has posted a, a question or a, or a post or something in a community. It doesn't really fit with that community um, and side comment. I'm going to take a dig. Uh, this is a, a big sidestep here, Daniel, but... Um, I've, I'm finding this happening frequently in uh, a LinkedIn community or group that I run, and it's encouraged, almost enabled by a LinkedIn feature that once you've posted something, it's just, hey, you might want to post it here in this random community over here. Um, rant off. This is rant about LinkedIn, not about <laughs> Engage. Um, <laughs> But um, it's it's this is going to be helpful for some of your, I guess, more official organizational marked communities 
where you might want to have more control over what people can move into that. And um, that's when you would switch it on. So this is a good message where we see a screenshot that lets us know what's coming. And you'll notice at the bottom of the screenshot, uh, that's where we'll direct your attention to the feature. It's a switch um, that you can turn across. Uh, so, yeah, I think, um, don't know if there's much, much that you want to add to this, Daniel. Um, nah, I, I think you did a good job sure. there. It It's one of those, like, it, you you hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, there's certain communities you just don't want people moving content into, um, you know, kind of yeah. official quote-unquote communities um, that, that maybe you want to pr- kind of protect them a little bit. In the same, I think it's kind of the same side of the coin, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, um, uh, you, there's teams channels, um, you know, where you, you don't want people posting, they can reply, but you don't want them, you know, creating new threads, you know, keep the things on topic. Same thing with, within the community, you, you want to keep it on topic and you want people to be a little bit more, um, focused on that. And, and so, you know, maybe it is a, you need to set up. And I think here's the, the change uh, Daryl for this is how, how do we get those messages moved into those communities? So organizations need to have the ability mm. to have a workflow, uh, not necessarily a, a technology workflow, but a workflow of who do they go talk to? You know, is it a ticket that they have to open up or whatever to get a mess, uh, get a conversation moved into a community that's closed effectively uh, to these, mm. to these types of moves. So, Excellent advice. Um, this is appearing in your tenants now and should be fully rolled out by the end of March. So uh, the next few messages, we're bundling oh. three together. Daniel's going to take them on. And of course, I've got some side <laughs> comments, but, but we feel they all kind of fit in the same boat in terms of adding capabilities. So get us started, Daniel. Yeah. So I say I'm doing extra work on this episode. I get it. I, I see how it is. Microsoft Teams tags will be supported in private channels. Yippee! MC707674. This is bringing that tags functionality that we have in our standard channels. Tags be able to say, I'm going to group our, the users that are part of this channel by their their uh, job function or their region or or maybe both or you know and be able to uh, at mention that tag at mention them to get their attention right so everybody in you could say at southeast or at uh, the city or at project managers whatever create these tags where we're going to be able to do that in private channels that's awesome right well. You might be saying, hey, there's another type of channel. Yes, there is. There's shared channels. So let's look at MC707670 tags in shared channels. I want to hear you say yippee again, Daniel. Yippee! Tags in shared channels for Microsoft Teams. This one is the same thing, but coming into shared channels. Um, you know, Daryl, you, you asked a question before the show uh, and I think it's a, it's a valid question that, you know, shared channels can most certainly out of the box, you can create a shared channel without doing it really any configuration and add people from other teams within your organization, you know, add them all in here. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be part of that team. Um, 
and you know you can create tags with these people i guess but you had a question about you know that kind of um you know who can you add as as a part of a tag and what about those outside people that you might bring into a shared channel right yeah i i think it's it'd be good to know this uh, and i've dug into one or two of the links here to to try and find it but um yeah, I guess members of a shared channel, I've seen a shared channel a bit like a small team anyway. Um, membership is managed and the ability to have tags and add people to them means that we should be able to add anyone who can access that channel because mm. uh, it is a good way to call out people and not rely on human behavior, uh, which... <laughs> Hey everyone, can you can you um, follow this channel and and make sure that it is shown and not hidden, so that you can get a mention of a channel name? No, no, no. This is why we use use tags. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that it it is does support people from other teams or even other organizations where you've got yeah. that B two B relationship. I think I think it will. Um, so both of those are going to be rolling out mid February through late February for targeted release and standard late February, uh, completed late March. Okay. So both of those now Daryl said three, right? So here's the third one, Microsoft teams, private and shared channels links, MC seven Oh seven, six, four, eight. So in, in kind of the same vein as, as bringing functionality that's in a standard channel down to private and shared channels. We're going to be able to grab a link, a share link to uh, private and shared channels and say, grab that link and be able to send it, right? So here's that private channel I was I was mentioning to you and you're a member of, hey, can you go like a look at this or share channel? So uh, be able to, to grab that link and makes it so much easier for people to find things, especially if they're in, involved with, you know, dozens and dozens of teams that sometimes can be very difficult. This is um, something that is is all about, it's just a link to give them quick access, but it doesn't give them permission, right? This is not a, you know, security hole. Mm. This is something where they click on it. If they don't have access, they're not going to get access. This is, this is, you know, secure. So make sure we understand that. Um, so this will begin rolling out early February, mid to mid February for preview and targeted release, standard release mid-February to late February. So the timing is a little different, a little quicker than the tags that we just talked about. But then we also have the GCC uh, timings as well. Uh, GCC late February to early March, GCC high late February to early March. Same thing, okay, people, <laughs> as GCC. But DOD is early March through mid-March. I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm very excited about any functionality coming from standard channels down to, you know, private and shared. Uh, I know you are too, Daryl. Uh, I think that's, um, you know, any, any of that kind of functionality we can get. Right. So I'm, yes. I'm all happy about uh, it. Consistent experience, Daniel. Well, speaking of consistent experience and, or maybe the lack thereof, um, let's talk about syncing in <laughs> Microsoft Outlook, shall we? Sure. Uh, I mean, Syncing, of course. That's that's what <laughs> Microsoft Outlook does, right? Uh, title: uh, Microsoft Outlook New Sync Feature. Like what? What do you mean new Sync Feature? Don't, don't we already have Sync? 
MC seven oh seven six five zero. This is a tiny message, really, compared to, I guess, the topic. And uh, it's an, we said at the top of the show that there were some messages that created some conversation on socials. This was one of them. Uh, let's just go through the story. I, I, I do forget the person, but then it's probably a good thing I'm not calling them out. Uh, they sent a message using New Outlook. New Outlook is said to, and if you're very, very observant, you'll see that it's very much, if not the same, as Outlook on the web. So what happens when we go to Outlook on the web? Dan, Dan, look, I'll ask you, Daniel. Let's just switch this up a bit. What happens oh. when you send a message in Outlook on the web? Well, it's, um, you click send, and it just goes. Now, it yeah. there's an outbox, right? And so it, it kind of flows. And it's very similar to the way we all kind of remember Outlook desktop being, right? You... You click send, there's, it goes into an outbox. And then, you know, if there's multiple messages in the outbox, whenever it, it's ready to sync, it sends them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and um, perhaps it just happens very, very quickly in the uh, Outlook Online that we don't see it go to the outbox. It just gets sent. So our fair expectation is you hit send, it gets sent. Now, uh, the new Outlook uh, is running locally or parts of it, uh, it would seem. Um, so there is some local experience, but it is predominantly doing the same thing that Outlook on the web is doing. And uh, for this person who kind of helped us see about this, uh, the need for this feature, they had sent a message, and but it hadn't arrived. Um, and they were using the new Outlook. Uh, the new Outlook on the desktop does not show a outbox folder or yeah nope. this outbox folder so um they thought that it had been sent uh, however they checked and sent so there wasn't in their send items um and when they went online uh, and looked at outlook on the web they saw that it was sitting there in an outbox folder uh so uh that's that's probably the reason for this feature daniel uh is uh it is going to introduce a new email sync button <laughs> which kind of feels like it's a bit odd that we would have to click it and send it. And, and it, I guess it yeah. raises other questions too. Yeah, Daryl. When, when do we think is, we should use it? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when do you, when, you know, is this going to get us back to, cause we've gotten away from it because it, there wasn't there, you know, frankly, I used to hit, I used to click send on an email in outlook desktop, long, you know, pre, you know, previous version yep. and then go hit send and receive. <laughs> so I knew safe. just to be safe, knew that it was being sent. So is this yeah. going to get us back to the, to those days where, you know, people go send and then they click uh, and they go send. No, I really want you to send it. Um, because <laughs> I really you know, it doesn't, sure. <laughs> well, but because it doesn't say it in the message here. So how, how would I know that there's a send problem? Right. How do I know that uh, give mm. like your example you're giving, how do I know there's a message stuck in the outbox? So to be, you know, to force me to go, Oh, I want to hit send to make it go. Maybe they're going to show it, but they didn't say it here in the message. So yeah. that's, that's what I, you know, I think that's got to be the follow on. They've got to show the out, out box folder, which seems, yeah, functionally, surely this is still, taking the same path as if it was a, a synchronizing 
function. But anyway, right. um, yep. nice to see that it's there. It certainly would have solved uh, a problem or helped to solve a problem. <laughs> Maybe not, actually. I don't know. <laughs> because they I... still didn't know whether it was sent or not. Exactly. How do you, how do you know you but, need yeah. to click the button? Is, is, and that, we don't know the yeah. answer to that. Yeah. You know, it's also um, it's going to be on the view tab of the ribbon. Right. And we're not on the view tab when we're no. sending messages. We're usually on kind of just that standard, yep. standard, um, what is it called? Yeah, that tab. <laughs> I've got to look at it now. Um, it's the home tab. Home, the home tab. Yeah. Of course, it's called the home tab. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, anyway. there could be some still some fun with this uh, feature. Absolutely. Uh, it is uh, beginning to roll out mid-February and expected to be uh, fully arrived in early March, and uh, we suggest that um, the Outbox be displayed at the same time if uh, <laughs> if you're listening to Microsoft. Yeah. That actually, probably will be something I might use the do you like this change and make that suggestion. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, 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 well, let's get back to our, uh, Outlook. <laughs> let's get back to Microsoft Teams. <laughs> Hit the sync button on Outlook, yes. No, let's get to Microsoft yeah, yeah, yeah. Teams. Microsoft Teams allow meeting participants to create collaborative nodes. Hey, MC708499. So the functionality, the way it works now, you're in Teams as the organizer. You can add collaborative notes to the meeting so that everybody can, you know, add notes before, during, and after. And we all know because we watch the show or for us, we we're kind of the host of it, but for you, you've watched this show and you know that's creating a loop component in the back end to, to facilitate this wonderful collaboration. Well, what this message is saying now, whenever, if Daryl schedules, we're in the same tenant and Daryl schedules a meeting and sends it to me, I'm going to be able to add that collaborative note. I don't have to pick up the phone or send him a team's message saying, hey, will you please add the collaborative note so we can, I can do it. Now, that's great, right? Gets collaboration going, gets those collaboration juices flowing. It's going to be great. But one thing I'd like for us to talk about, just, you know, we don't have to dwell on this, Daryl, but one thing I'd like for us to talk about is go back to the point of this uses a loop component, which then you have to remember that gets stored somewhere. Just like a meeting recording, for a meeting recording, whoever started the recording, they get their meeting recording, right? If this is an ad hoc meeting, you know, they, what is it really called? Those, those meetings that are not channel meetings, Daryl, what, what are they called? You, you know, this answer, it's a standard meeting. I don't know. Um, um, oh, they call them private meetings, private oh. meetings versus channel meetings. That's ridiculous. I don't like that term. We're going to call them ad hoc ad hoc meetings. Um, then whoever clicked record, or if it was set up to automatically record, whoever came in first, the recording gets dumped in their OneDrive. Well, same thing here, I would assume, right, Daryl? Whoever create, clicks the add the notes, they get the loop component. Would that be your assumption too? Yep. Yep. Um, yes. Uh, and I would say early on when this feature was released, that's how it worked. Uh, you could click the 
add the collaborative notes and they would be added by you um, and to your OneDrive, not necessarily to the the meeting organizer's OneDrive. Yeah, so, you know, and I think you're talking about like pre-release, you know, when they were testing and, and doing this, right? Because I think, um, you know, it, it has been that it's been the organizer for, for a while, right? They're the ones that had to add that. Um, so we kind of gotten used to it in, in a way that it had to be the, the organizer to do it. But, um, now anyone can do that, but you know, I think I just want to mention that it's another thing now that, and Microsoft, I don't think cares, you know, they, they, it makes sense. Whoever clicks the button gets the loop component, but, um, you know, it, it, it is a thing. What happens when that person leaves the organization? You know, we know that one drives can be taken over and, and all that. I get it. But then there's stuff that's shuffling around and, and all this. And I know that teams, the recap um, is very important, right? And when we go to teams and we get the recap, we'll see the collaborative notes, we'll see the recording. Um, so that that's great. But where things are stored are, are kind of important. So we have to keep that in mind whenever we are, you know, using this functionality or thinking about, um, you know, using functionality that, that, um, that, that loop component is going to be wherever um, or with whomever click the button. So um, that's, that's the important thing to, uh, to remember. So um, I would say last up is uh, a new co-pilot functionality, right, Daryl? Yes, Daniel, uh, this uh, one of the, the wonderful new features in Copilot, um, and we're already getting them. You know, it's, it's generally available now and you can be available for purchase. Um, but yeah, we're getting feedback, of course, about um, how this works. So this feature, uh, where we might be using Copilot within a channel or a chat, uh, that if we've opened up the side panel and maybe we've used it for summarizing things, well, MC707633, uh, will keep that panel open. If you go away from your, your group chat or your channel conversation and you come back, then for you, the channel, uh, the panel will be open for you to continue uh, the, I guess, the conversation with Copilot because Copilot is our, our personal assistant, Daniel, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I, I I think they want it to be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're having that conversation with your personal assistant and you said, oh, give me a summary or uh, tell me about uh, asking a question to uh, about the conversation, you want to come back and, and still find that. And this is one of the benefits of, of multi-turn type, mm. uh, yeah, the, the AI, that you can continue that conversation, come back and, and, and do that. So, I mean, that is really the the core of this feature. We do have a screenshot in there that at least tells us or shows us what that will look like. Um, what I would have liked to have seen um, is uh, we could see at the bottom Copilot at 10.35 and it gives roughly the date of when this last Copilot prompt session happened. Um, it would have been good to have seen a date also on the message above mm -hmm. so that we could tell that, oh, yeah, this happened uh, a day apart or something like that. Yeah. But we get the gist of it. Um, 
and there's nothing you need to do. Just that it'll be there. Copilot will be there and it'll, it'll open up. I think that there might be some limits to how this will work that, yeah. um, you know, it's not like we, we, we come back and we actually want to start or continue the conversation we had earlier. Sometimes we do want to uh, start a yeah. brand new thread and start drilling Copilot so for details. That, that, that's a great point. Will it remember the thread? Will it, or is it a new, will it have to be a new one? Is it just going to be there? Um, you know, we can start a new one. We can say, Hey, let's start a new conversation. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's good that it'll be there and remember that we want it there. Now people, uh, hopefully you haven't gotten used to, Hey, I can leave. And that means it removes it because <laughs> it's not going to now it's going to show, stay there. You have to clear copilot, uh, if you want it to actually leave. It's like the, it's always going to yeah. be there for you if, whether you like it or not. If you, if, exactly. And keep it in mind if you do need to use all 20 turns or 30 turns, I forget what the count is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's yeah. cool. So that is uh, rolling out um, early February, completed late, oh, sorry, mid-February, the yeah. standard release. Um, if you have subscribed to that release. Yeah. That's the show, Daniel. Uh, we did it cover is. quite a few messages, and I did make you work pretty hard in the middle there. Uh, Do I get extra them, pay? Absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. Bonus. Yes. Bonus. You get Double a, my pay for, for this one, yes. Mm. Thank, Thank you, you, everyone, for being here. Hey, hit us up on socials or in the comments and in the comments. Let's say it that way. Uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to engage with you. We'd love it when people leave comments on the video or hit us up on socials at 365MCS on all the socials that matter. We'd love to uh, have conversations with you and keep the, keep it going and, and really uh, be part of this community building uh, around these changes and how we help each other keep up with uh, what's going on. So really appreciate your participation and really appreciate you for watching and listening. Definitely. So until uh, 319 next week, see you then. Bye-bye.